to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author and book devourer, Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bray Grant, filmmaker and e-reader. This episode, we're talking about what the heck an ISBN number is. Wow. Hard-hitting questions here, you know? We really dig (laughs) dig deep. (laughs) And we're also interviewing author and friend of the show, Tom Merritt, who we love so much, and we're happy to have him back. Yeah, this is... Tom's second or third time on Some, the show. Um, but first, Bria, what are you reading? You've been away. Been away. You're home now. I yes, I'm back. I'm back in Los Angeles, and um, I finished a book um, by Kat, the new Catherine M. Valente book called "The Past Is Red," which. Uh, literally, I think our, I think, uh, Madeline Rue talked about last week or something. Yeah. yeah it's funny. I was like, I just heard of that because Madeline. Yeah. 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 It, so, yeah. I mean, I'll just repeat a little bit about what Madeline said, but, um, basically it's a very like somewhat funny d- dystopian, um, novella, um, uh, about, um, a girl who lives in a place called Garbage Town. So basically in this like dystopian world, um, climate change has ruined everything, um, uh, humans have ruined everything. We, and this woman, this girl lives on um, just a giant l- landmass made of floating garbage, which has all been separated <laughs> into various places. So you have like, I can't remember the names of all of them, but it's like Pilltown and Electricville and stuff. So it's like all the electronics are in one place. All the pills are in one place. All the uh, whatever, all the plastics are in one place. So, they, so she kind of lives on this um, floating garbage and she... Absolutely loves it. Um, and it's just sort of about her life. And she does something kind of like that makes people really mad at some point in her life. And she has to deal with the consequences of that. And she also finds um, some AI, which is kind of interesting. Anyway, it's just this interesting sort of like, I kind of imagine it. Do you remember um, in Labyrinth, the the part where the lady is in the, the trash lady? <laughs> I Oh, my God. I think about that lady all the I think time. about the lady every time I move. Have we talked about this on the show? Every time I move, I'm yeah, like, I'm that lady. Because she's just like, <laughs> she's covered in like crap. And she's just like, you need this. Oh, oh yeah. Don't, garbage. don't forget about that. Yeah, it's basically that's, it's that trash town. Um, but this like adorable girl lives there. Um, it's very cute. It's a, it's a fun novella from tour.com. Um, and I really enjoyed it. Mallory, what are you reading? So I am reading a nonfiction book that has was on my list of like big, uh, buzzy 2021 nonfiction releases. I've been really excited about it. It's White Magic by Alyssa mm. Washuda. And it is this like really fascinating like memoir in essays. And um, the author is Native American and all her life she's been surrounded by like, you know, like new age shit. And finally, she decides, like, after a bunch of traumatic life events, um, she, uh, like, addiction, PTSD, drug treatment, she has bipolar disorder, she finally decides to, like, get connected to this stuff, but in a way that sort of gets rid of all of the colonization of it. Like, she really wants to connect to the Native American practices of, um, you know, like, fortune telling and... um, and tarot cards and like sage and all the things that like we just like us like look at as like new age witch witchy shit. She starts exploring the roots of them and like her own roots hmm. and like how those practices were taken over. And it her writing is so fucking good. She's just one of those, um, one of those essayists that can really get to like tell a really, really serious sort of cerebral um story about her life and like all the all the things are, you know, 
uh, metaphors and how, what this, what, what certain things mean, but she does it in a way that's so accessible and sometimes really funny, um, that it's just fantastic. And, um, she talks about Twin Peaks a little bit in the book, which I get excited about because you know, I love Twin Peaks and it's just, uh, she, she talks a lot about pop culture as it relates to like witchy new agey stuff. Um, and it's just fantastic. If you are someone who loves memoirs, loves, loves essays or reads tarot cards or loves that kind of stuff, um, highly highly recommended uh so so good that's white magic by Alyssa washuda and mine is the past is red by katherine m valente uh so we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback kelly wrote in about book sniffing hi i just Do we need a book a book sniffing uh annoying <laughs> oh god maybe let's that's a little too uh asmr <laughs> <laughs> I bet you there is a book sniffing ASMR video for certain. I'm not going to look it up because ASMR videos kind of creep me out. Not that I'm um, not that the people who make them aren't talented and they're, you know, I'm sure there's a lot. We know that there's a lot of people who love them, but uh, they, I don't know. They make me feel like I'm about to get murdered. Um, anyway, um, Kelly says, my son and I have been reading together for his whole life, but now that he's older, we are reading chapter books, which require a bookmark. We happen to be using a small metal bookmark. It looks like a license plate with his name. And I noticed him holding it to his nose. Um, I let this happen a few times and finally asked him. He giggled and said he loved the smell of it. Then he grabbed the book from my hands and gave it a good sniff. It was one of the funniest things he has ever done. He's eight years old and is already <laughs> a tried and true book sniffer. Very cute. I'm kind of young, you know. <laughs> yeah, you got to get him. I, I, I love this. This is absolutely fantastic. Um, Logan wrote in with a hot bookmark tip, which, of course, we love on this show. Hey, Brianne Mallory, I have a hot bookmark tip. Sizzle, sizzle. No, uh, I don't know what the hot bookmark tip would like be. Like catching a bookmark on fire? I don't know. Um, Too yeah, early. Yeah, maybe a sizzly, smoky noises. <laughs> for the last couple of years, I've been using trading cards as bookmarks. I primarily use Magic the Gathering cards. They are small, made of sturdy stock, and feature beautiful art that I can match up to whatever I'm reading with extra reading time value. That's for extra reading time value. Very cute. I think they match a lot of reading glasses, bookmark criteria. I I, I believe that with the magic gathering cards. They're thick. Yeah. They're small. They're, uh, they're sturdy. They have a lot of stamina. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, I, I can see I've used tarot cards before. So I bet magic, the gathering cards would be good. I also did my first reader wheelhouse in line with the 2021 challenge. Ooh, good job. Check that off. Um, Here it is. Short story collections, haunted house books. Mallory, is this you? Uh, Quiet horror. Mallory, is this you? (laughs) Cults, towns of secrets. Mallory, is this you? Uh, (laughs) Private eyes on a case, witty dialogue, Hollywood stories, and nonfiction centered around creatives. Fantastic. Very good wheelhouse. Um, So a couple of bookmarks from us, first of all. um, So just a reminder to folks that our erotica book club uh, featuring mistletoes or mistletoe and mangoes and mistletoe by Adriana Herrera uh, is September 5th, noon Pacific time. So that's a Sunday, September 5th. Uh, It's going to be on our Instagram live. It's going to be me and Bria talking about this sexy. Hold on. Let me get all the things. Sexy, foodie, queer, holiday novella so you can buy it on her website you can buy it wherever ebooks are sold um it's a novella so it's quick um it is we haven't read it yet i'm waiting till like right before uh the event till uh till i read it so i it'll be fresh in my mind but 
I know all we know is that it's sexy bakers being sexy at each other and maybe making good cakes. I don't know. I'm excited. I've never I don't read as many food things as Bria does. So I am I'm excited for this. If you want to join us, this was one of the rewards unlocked from the Maximum Fund Drive. We're super excited for it. Um, also, I want to remind folks we are now two mo- less than two months out from when my book Girly Drinks comes out. Um, I can't believe it. Time is flying. Um, I would really, really appreciate it if you are interested in history, in feminism, in cocktails, alcohol, foodie stuff, wine, beer, any of those things. Uh, you might want to read Girly Drinks and you can pre-order it now. Um, you can pre-order it basically anywhere books are sold. I'll put a link in the show notes. And if you pre-order any format, if that's ebook, hardcover, audiobook, whatever, uh, the the audiobook of which I just finished uh, recording the whole, uh, the whole book of, I'm very excited. It was a blast. It was very difficult, but it was a blast. Um, and you email the proof of your pre-order. It doesn't matter where you pre-ordered it or what format you pre-order it in. Uh, email it to girly drinks, koozie. That's K O O Z I E at gmail.com. And you will be entered into a giveaway to get the girly drinks koozies that I made. I already sent out a bunch of them and I'm going to do an, I I've been basically doing drawings from the email address every few weeks and sending out a few of them and people have already um started getting them and really like them it's really exciting um but yeah they're um, so cute i've seen them on people's instagrams very cute i know i need to send you some um i was gonna bring some to you today but we decided to not uh record in person because to be safe um but yes, if you want to support me and get this book that I re- worked really, really hard on, um, you can pre-order it now. Uh, you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. If you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show delivered to your inbox every month, you can sign up for our newsletter. There's a link in the show notes. And before we talk about ISBN numbers, we're going to take a quick break. Reading Glasses is sponsored in part this week by Babbel. When you're traveling to a destination where you don't know the language, it can be challenging to accomplish even the simplest of tasks. I remember a time um, when me and my best friend Lauren went to Paris and I am very bad at speaking French. Uh, I don't know any French besides like we and bonjour uh and i we were at this cafe where we really wanted these chocolate croissants and poor lauren had to like do all the talking because i didn't know how to convey my wants besides like pointing at the chocolate croissants (laughs) um But thankfully, there's Babbel, which is the number one selling language learning app. Through Babbel's bite-sized lessons, you'll learn new language skills that you can actually use in the real world and maybe get something like a chocolate croissant. Yeah, exactly. I am hoping to do some traveling later this year. I'm hoping to get to travel around Europe a little bit, and it seems like this would be the perfect time to get Babbel and take some lessons. Babbel has 15-minute lessons that make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. And with Babbel, you can choose choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Learn how to say, I want that chocolate croissant in French. (laughs) Please give me the delicious chocolate croissant. Or depending on where you are, maybe if you're in Italy, you can be like, please give me that delicious pizza. Please give me that delicious bratwurst. Please give me that delicious empanada. Wherever you are, you can get delicious foods thanks to Babbel. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, Mal are my priorities when we travel. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> or maybe la, maybe uh, Donde Esta La Biblioteca. Um, exactly. You got to find that donde library. Donde Esta Libros. 
Show me the way to the books. Um, there are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Very exciting. So right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. So basically, you're getting a six-month subscription for the price of a three-month subscription, which is fantastic. Just go to Babbel.com and use promo code GLASSES. You all know the code. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com, code GLASSES. Babbel.com, code GLASSES. Babbel, language for life. GLASSES. Are you feeling elevated levels of anxiety? Do you quake uncontrollably, even thinking about watching cable news? Do you have disturbing nightmares, only to realize it's two in the afternoon and you're up? If you've experienced one or more of these symptoms, you may have FNO, news overload. Fortunately, there's treatment. Hi, I'm Dave Holmes, host of Troubled Waters. Troubled Waters helps fight FNO. That's because Troubled Waters stimulates your joy zone. On Troubled Waters, two comedians will battle one another for pop culture supremacy. So join me, Dave Holmes, for two, two, two doses of Troubled Waters a month. The cure for your news overload. Available on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. This week, you might have seen a long series of numbers occasionally attached to the title of a book. Maybe you've seen them on the back of a print book. What are they and what do they mean? Those are ISBN numbers, which stands for International Standard Book Number. These are basically like a book social security number. Up until 2006, they only were 10 numbers long. But after 2007, they went up to 13 numbers, sort of like when we all started needing to type in the area code. Oh, I distinctly remember that. that? Oh, yeah. It happened when I was in high school. Yeah, I I, I was a kid when it happened and it was like a huge deal because then you had to remember somebody's area code. Totally true. It's a little bit like the books, um, like when a book is born, they're assigned this social (laughs) security number. But it's like if you were born with a whole bunch of identical twins and you all got the same social security number because it's not unique to the book it's unique to the wait it's not unique to the individual book it's unique to the title of the book yes yes Yes. Mm -hmm. so it's sort of yeah it's it's sort of like their phone number do you think like when the changeover happened and the extra three numbers got added that like all the older books were like oh now we have to n- remember all these new numbers. The books are know each other's ISBN numbers by heart. Like if books were sentient, <laughs> you're saying that books know each other's ISBN numbers. They like, oh, you know, two five eight seven six six four three. I don't know. Yeah, that's how they like call each other up or visit each other. <laughs> Great. Uh, well, I have some small <laughs> facts that I thought were funny. Um, ISBN, ISBN numbers were conceived by David Whitaker in the UK in 1967, which is actually kind of late if you think about it. Like. Yeah, it's pretty recent, which is surprising. Yeah, yeah. And I like what I thought was very funny is they call him the father of ISBN. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I just think it's a very, like, uh, I don't know. Is that like, it's not like, what an honorary title. Um, 
Do you think he like uses that to pick people up in bars? No, I'm like, you know that I invented the ISBN number. Yeah, but basically the idea was booksellers needed a way. Booksellers needed a way to keep track of books once computers came around. That's what happened. That's why 1967, and and we they needed a way to track books across multiple countries countries and companies um and basically like oh this is how you can call this number on the phone <laughs> you call this book on the phone <laughs> basically we made, it's like the way we would you would know what book was which when you're you're in the uk and you're selling a book to somewhere else or putting it in you know a bookstore or whatever the fuck well especially there's so many books with like similar titles or the same title I mean, yeah. imagine the the mix up that would happen without ISBN numbers with all the seven and a half oh. somethings of Evelyn something. It's very complicated. <laughs> yes, that would make life very hard. You need those ISBN numbers. Um, so the cool thing about ISBN numbers is, is that they aren't a, they're not random. It's not just like a bunch of random numbers. They actually contain information about the book. Um, so I looked at the official ISBN website, and so it, each number consists of five elements, and each section is separated by spaces or hyphens, and um, uh, they all, like, convey certain amounts of information. Um, like, they have um, the registration group element, which identifies the particular country, geographical region, or language area. Um, the registrant element, this and that identifies the particular publisher or imprint. Uh, the publication element, which identifies the particular edition and format of a specific title. Um, and the, and the it ends with a check digit, which is the same thing as like the check dig- digits at the end of a check. Um, and it starts with a prefix element. Um, and currently it's either 978 or 979. It's always three digits in length. And so the funny thing about this is that I got really, really excited when Lady from the Black Lagoon came out because the first three digits of its ISBN number are 978, which is the area code in the part of Massachusetts that I'm from. Oh, wow, that's weird. So I thought it was for me personally. <laughs> you thought... That the father of ISBN looked up your phone number and then assigned that to you. <laughs> I don't know how it, how this gets conveyed. Maybe you thought Daddy ISBN called, called, wanted to know Mallory's <laughs> phone number. <laughs> Me and David Whitaker are pals. Um, but then I re- like I was looking around at other books that my publisher put out and realized that every book for the past few years has those three numbers, and I was like. Oh man, That's <laughs> I was like so excited. I was like nine seven eight, amazing. This is something we should have looked at. But do you think that the, we're in the nine hundreds, meaning we're getting close to getting to where we're about to have to add another number in? You know, however many. Maybe. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll switch. O- they'll switch over soon to like nine eighty. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But then eventually we'll get to nine nine nine, and then we're gonna have to roll over and get one more number on that. Those ISBNs, baby. It's gonna eventually. It's gonna be so long. Um, so, Bria, what do self-published authors do? Right. So self-published authors, they can buy their own ISBN instead of, instead of having one, uh, a publisher assigned it to them. So, like, normally, like, in Mallory's case, a publisher assigned her an ISBN. But um, uh, a self-published author can purchase one. Um, and why do you need one? Well, it's because it is a product identifier code, and it's going to help libraries and bookstores actually have your book. So if you are a self-published author... This seems like a pretty good idea because that way people can organize your book and figure it out. It's it's their social security the social social security number of your book. How else are we going to call your book if we don't know the number? You know, 
<laughs> so instead of, unfortunately, instead of David Whitaker coming down with like a big sword and like knighting your book, uh, the company that issues them in the U.S. is called R.R. Boker. Uh, it was started by a German immigrant named Frederick Leipold, uh, who thought he was like, all right, the book business needs to be more efficient, be run better. And he started this company to um, to issue ISBN numbers to books. So I, I wanted to do this episode because I constantly see like really funny ISBN number jokes on like t- TikTok and Twitter and Instagram. And now all of our listeners can get the jokes and get what that is. Because uh, sometimes I've seen people who are like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> what is an ISBN what? number? Well, give me an example of one of these jokes. Uh, my favorite one is that, uh, hold on, let me let me look it up. It's from, of course, uh, Sarah Gailey, um, emperor of Twitter. Uh, they have, they make really good jokes all the time, but um, um Sarah, Sarah Gailey said the bare naked ladies at the end of their first week as librarians, when someone asks how long they've, they've had the job and then is been, you know, like that song by the bare naked. Lady. Oh, very good. Very good. It's a good one. I'll yeah. put it in the show notes, <laughs> I'll put a link to the tweet, but yeah. So now all of you can get these hilarious librarian jokes about ISBN numbers. Um, you can send your thoughts to reading glasses podcast at gmail.com before we talk to author and podcaster Tom Merritt about his new book. We're going to take a quick break. Reading glasses is brought to you in part by Rotman. The job market, it's a hot mess right now, y'all. Whether you're looking for an opportunity or you want to make yourself a stronger candidate for promotion, business skills will help you take the next step. Uh, So the University of Rotman School of Management is one of the best schools in Canada, also the world. So they're ranked number 17 for open enrollment executive education by the Financial Times, which is pretty dang good. There's a lot of colleges in the world and ranking number 17 out of all of them is pretty awesome. Yeah. We've talked about this before, but this is this is just something that is kind of exciting. But if you live in the United States, don't forget the prices in Canadian dollars and the exchange rate works in your favor, which means that the U.S. dollar price is lower. So when you go look at that price, it's lower. It's going to be in Canadian American dollars, which Canadian dollars, which is very exciting. So if you don't have the time or the money for an MBA, which uh, not all of us do, few of us do, I would say. Uh, Rotman's MBA Essentials Online is the next best thing. Maybe you want to start your own bookstore or a chocolate croissant truck or some sort of start, you know, you want to start your own business. You want to take a different life path. You want to do the thing that you've always wanted to do, but you don't know where to get the tools to start. Rotman Business School is really the best place to go. So all you have to do is visit uofte.me slash maxfun. That's uofte.me slash maxfun to learn more and apply. Start your application today to save your seat because classes start very soon. That's uofte.me slash maxfun. Rotman, here's where it changes. Classes. Classes. Congratulations, you've won a ticket to attend an exclusive opportunity in a relaxing environment with two lovers. (laughs) Wow. Well, this sounds like a sort of proposition of sorts, but really it's an ad for our podcast. Wonderful. It's a show we do here on Maximum Fun where we talk about things that we like and things that we're into. I'm Rachel McElroy, and you just heard Griffin McElroy, and we are excited for you to join us as we talk about movies and music and books. Things like sneezing or the idea of rain. (laughs) (laughs) Can you get news or information you can use? 
Absolutely so. you cannot. Because we're here to talk to you about Pumpernickel Bread. You can find new episodes on Wednesdays. So catch, catch the wave. So we are very excited to say here we are with friend of the show, author and podcaster, Tom Merritt. Tom, thank you so much for coming back on Reading Glasses. Thank you for having me back. I always love being here. So, of course, the most important question, what are you reading? I just finished our uh, Sword and Laser read, uh, which is a wonderful book. And I finished it way too early because I was enjoying it too much. Uh, the Ruthless Lady's Guide to Wizardry by C.M. Wagoner. I've seen that on Twitter and now I'm really interested in reading it. It's delightful. Uh, if you've read the book, it's reluctant great uh, to use lingo from within the world. <laughs> uh, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, it was Veronica's pick, my co-host on Sword and Laser, and I was interested in it, but I just got sucked in. Uh, the, the short version is... Uh, a woman who is kind of a ne'er-do-well, hard-drinking uh, wizard in a, a fantasy world gets pulled into a job uh, to protect a highfalutin lady from being assassinated, uh, falls in love with a fellow uh, protector who's a troll, uh, and adventures uh, ensue as they they you know try to solve mysteries and and fight crimes, and there's this whole like regency romance aspect to the world where there's like very highborn people and our our main hero is you know very lowborn and the differences between the classes so there's like a lot of victorian england brought into it uh as well as wizardry and magic and and all kinds of cool stuff and it's it's the writing is spectacular because it does such a great job of marrying an entirely invented culture and world into that tradition of like a Jane Austen situation. Oh my God. That sounds amazing. Um, so speaking of amazing writing, you want to tell us about your new book? <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, I, I hope it comes off as amazing. Uh, yeah, I have an audiobook out called project Vera, uh, that is, uh, one, I, I always write books as part of National Novel Writing Month. It was my NaNoWriMo from like three years ago. And it is uh, a book about the secret society that has influenced world events uh, for our entire history without our knowledge. And Vera is a woman who's an analyst in New York City. Uh, she just wants to like learn to like jazz and have a normal life. And she gets sucked into this world because... The Barnatuku, the the secret society, believe because of their calculations, and they've been doing this for centuries, that her brother is getting in the way of the world becoming livable again. That like they've tracked it all down that he's the problem, and so she one to... one fucking guy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And she's like, wait, my brother is the problem? No, he's not. He can't be the problem. And she's an analyst, so she does this sort of thing, and and so the the whole situation is that. She's trying to decide if she can work within their system to to change things and make the world better, or if she has to fight them. Are they evil? Uh, and the audiobook is presented as sort of the case files of Lee Almatar, who was an FBI agent assigned to find Vera when she went missing. And so you you sort of uncover the whole thing through various filings and ancient writings of the Barnatuku and a novel that her, Vera's brother was writing. Uh, and and so it's, it's, it's more of a thriller adventure kind of alternate history thing. 
And the extra exciting thing about it is that it's an audiobook. Yeah, so we have a, a cast. Uh, the the wonderful folks at Serving Worlds uh, did the production. Uh, so Joanna Gaskell uh, reads the Vera parts. Uh, uh, Kareem Kronfli reads the Lial Matar parts. Uh, there's also some uh, other voices uh, from Mr. Davison and Mr. M uh, to kind of fill in parts like the brother. Uh, it's not a radio play in that sense. Uh, so, so, you know, it's kind of a hybrid model, but you'll get, you'll get various voices and it, it's meant to be listened to. So we've had a few folks write into the show recently looking for more fiction to enjoy on audio. And this is the perfect place to start. We think, uh, I'm very excited about this book. Uh, Tom is a must read for sci-fi fans. And speaking of sci-fi techie things, Tom, you are basically our resident tech expert. Uh, we've had we, we always email you with random tech questions, <laughs> and we've had you on the show before to talk about this, but we thought it'd be great to check in. So, Tom, I don't even know if you are. I'm assuming you're an e-reader, but what 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 kind of like book tech do you use on the regular? Yeah, so so you know, for the host of Daily Tech News Show, my book tech is fairly basic, but it is tech. Uh, I, I will read uh, a, a print book every so often, especially if that's like the only way you can get it. Um, but I do the majority of my reading by audiobook. Uh, so I use uh, Libra FM, I use Audible, uh, I even do some through podcasts. Uh, and I I do 2x. <laughs> I, Whoa. I do. I I used to never read a book that way. I would listen to podcasts that way, but I have taken to uh, some books anyway. Depends on the book. What I do is I start at normal speed in the early parts when I'm getting to know characters and everything because I'm horrible with remembering character names. And then once I'm feeling comfortable, then I'll ramp it up. Uh, to 2x. Part of that is because I have to read a book a month just for Sword and Laser, and it, and it helps me make sure I stay on schedule. So you're basically like downloading a book straight into your brain. <laughs> I wish it worked that well. Uh, but it, it's great for dog walks and everything, because uh, I'm just, you know, out there walking my dog and enjoying a book or taking a jog. And, and the biggest piece of book tech for me because of that is uh, is earphones. You know, is is uh, the I use the AirPods Pro with an iPhone, and the ability to just pause or even say Siri rewind, wow. uh, you know, like it, when it, when I get distracted uh, or I know something's going to happen and I need to pause the book is, is invaluable. So you're basically like the audiobook version of Quicksilver. You're just like <laughs> zooming through that book. That is so cool. Yeah, uh, and and some people criticize have criticized me in our Sword and Laser Goodreads. Like you're not you're not getting all the details. You're not getting the book. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe. But How I do feel they like know? I feel like I'm pretty good with it. I feel like I'm able to 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 hold on to it. So uh, it works for me. And like I said, I, I will vary it up and I will rewind. Just just like you'd scan back, you know, to read a page over again if you if your mind starts to drift. Same sort of thing. I mean, I I listen at one point five, so I'm not. Quite quite to where you are, but I totally get it. Oh, I've yeah. done up to 1.75. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I like it better. And I, I, I'm, I'm not sure. Have you ever read your own audiobooks? I have. I, I, I have done uh, several of them for free that I just put out uh, under a Creative Commons license under on archive.org. And then there's one that I actually published. Uh, well, so you know, when you read your own audiobook, they actually tell you to go extremely slow, like way slower than your speaking speed. And I mean, Tom, as my friend, you know, I talk really, really fast. <laughs> so I, I just feel like it's putting the audiobook on the level of what my brain is. So I don't think I don't think we're missing anything. I think we're doing great. 
with the what I what I have found from the the general consensus out there about two X, and I'm not sure any like actual scientific work has be d- been done, but that you train your brain to it. So you should never you shouldn't jump straight from one to two X. That you should you know start with one point one, one point two. Oh yeah, I never and, jump right yeah. into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then your your brain starts to adapt and learn uh, to do it. But the the key, if people don't know this, is that it doesn't make people into chipmunks. Like no. the technology works so that they sound normal. They're just talking faster. Yes. Um, so technology, are, is there anything out in the book tech world that you have seen and you're like maybe excited to try anything you, you're interested in experimenting with? There's there's not any particular tech, uh, although I was really glad that you guys had the Kobo uh, founder on uh, recently because I, I think that that is an undersold piece of, of e-reader technology. And Kobo has a great store. I've used them uh, before, uh, even for audiobooks, uh, I've used Kobo. Uh, so, so there's, there's a lot more in the tech book space to choose from than I think people realize. And, and the other thing, which I think your listeners know is that there are a lot more services out there that you can, uh, that you can use not just for audiobooks but, but for eBooks as well, including your local library. Like you can get pretty much everything that way. Oh yeah. You know, we are Libby for life. Yes. <laughs> Libby in overdrive. So what about things that don't exist yet? Is there in your day-to-day reading, do you, do you ever wish something existed or wish something was better? Yeah. There the are two things. One, one's very practical and the other's a little more uh, conceptual. Uh, the first is I, I just wish there were like the best open surface out there. Uh, and there are lots of them. But but I want one to get really popular. I want a, an open service that's like, you don't have to have DRM to publish here. You don't have to be exclusive to publish here. Uh, and everybody uses it because it's easy. I think that can happen. And I, I keep rooting for that to happen where it's not like we have now where everything's like maybe a little tiny bit closed and maybe got a few other restrictions on it. Even libraries, you know, they, they have to have a limit on the number of eBooks they can allow out at a time and all that. So I just wish there were like a nice, cheap, open platform out there. Um, the more high concept thing is I want audiobooks with visuals. And that's not to say I want a movie, I mean, I well, want the, something. Yeah, uh, is it like something that's like projected like a hologram in front of your? <laughs> like, walk me through this. Yeah, it could be. I'm thinking about like sometimes I'm just sitting and listening to an audiobook. Most of the time, I'm out walking the dog or doing something else. But a lot of times, I'm like, oh, I just so into this book, I just want to sit and listen to it. And I wish I had complementary visuals to go with it. Like, even if it was just on your phone. Like when they're, when they're like, you know, out in the carriage in uh, Ruthless Lady's Guide to Wizardry going across the country, just like scenes of the countryside that would show on your phone to make you kind of, you kind of enhance that. That would be extremely cool. Okay. So what would, what would the visuals for Project Vera be? What would we watch Vera, on, your, on, your, on our phone? Whether it be, I'm kind of imagining, you know, like cutscenes in a video game that aren't like totally animated, but they're like concept art that's been like that's like moving around a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That's what was, I'm picturing. So when she's in New York, there would be like street scenes, you know, like where she's at, or office building scenes when she's in her analyst office. Uh, she she goes to Japan, so you can have some really cool like, oh, this is the train station, this is the airport. Uh, stuff like that. And then you could you could have some pretty fanciful stuff of, of the Barnatuku and where they are as, as well. I don't want to say too much about that because it's their secret. Yeah, huh. exactly. Because <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're secret and they'll come for me. Yeah. <laughs> 
well, publishers, please, if anyone's listening, please hook us up. I think this is a really cool idea. That is awesome. Um, wow. Yeah. I'm now I'm thinking about, cause the only the, the closest I can think of is, have you ever read night film by Marisha Pessel? Mm-mm, no, I haven't. It's the first book I ever read that had like QR codes in it. So oh. while you it had, had all this like multimedia stuff, like um, it's like a horror-y, thrillery thing. And this, it's about this, this woman whose father was like a famous horror director and there might be like a secret organization. Um, but there was mm. one scene where they're talking about someone's testimony. And if you scanned over the QR code, you could hear somebody reading part of the testimony. Oh, that's so cool. So it'd yeah, be yeah. like a visual version of that. Right, right. Just, just something to again, not a movie, but just kind of playing, playing along in, in compliment or, or in in certain books, maps, like when they're talking about moving from place to place. You know, any Tolkien novel. Oh God, yeah. Give me like that, a right? like, give me a like a animation of a little. Yeah, like, yeah. Just like a little dot going across the Shire. <laughs> Here's Frodo. This right. is where he is right now. That's a good idea. Um, all right. So Tom, it's been a while since we had you on, on the show. We got to up, we got to check in. What is your reader wheelhouse? Has anything been added? Anything been taken away? Yeah. Good question. I don't even remember what I said last time. Uh, but, but my wheelhouse is definitely space. Uh, if it's <laughs> why you and Bria space. get along. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, uh, anything with a ship, anything with a crew. I love a good crew story. <laughs> So Becky Chambers, her her novels are like dynamite uh, for me. I love I love all of that. Uh, anything with a mystery too, like uh, and and obviously from Project Vera, you might have guessed a secret society or some conspiracy in the shadows. I love that kind of stuff. Pretty cool. Yeah, I'm definitely picking up on all the Tom Merity things. <laughs> um, so Tom, where can we buy Project Vera, and where can we find you online? Uh, sure. Uh, if you want to find Project Vera, uh, it'll be available kind of rolling out in different um, markets because of the way it's being published. Uh, but just go to tomsnewbook.com. Uh, that Which is, I, when I saw that, like, I died. That is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. I can't even take credit for that. My friend Justin uh, created it for me during one of my book launches. He's like, here, I directed it to your book. I'm giving this to you. Use this. It's so much simpler. So I was, it was genius uh, of him. So yeah, if you just go to tomsnewbook.com, uh, it will take you to my latest book or uh, tommeritbooks.com if you want to see all of the books. And uh, we've talked we've talked about them so many times on the show, but I must reiterate, folks should listen to Sword and Laser. Bria and I have both been on it. We it, we've also been on it together. Um, we Bria and I both love the show. It's so much fun. And now Veronica's back from her baby baby having adventure. <laughs> and uh, yeah. people, if anyone's ever looking for a fun book club to join, that's the one that we recommend the most. Tom, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you. And and thank you again, both you and Bria, uh, for filling in uh, when Veronica was gone. It was so, so much fun to have you both in Sword and Laser Land. Anytime. Now let's solve a bookish problem from one of our listeners. Christy writes in, Hi, ladies. I have a bookish dilemma. Lately, I've had pregnancy-induced insomnia, and I've been waking up in the middle of the night for one to four hours. It hasn't been a big issue, and I've just been using that time to read until I'm tired enough to go back to sleep. The problem is that I wear glasses and lay on my side to read in bed, so even though I prop myself up on my hand, my glasses are getting bent. I know I could easily just sit up and read, but I'm trying to stay in sleep mode and also not wake my partner. Any recommendations for how to solve this problem? 
Um, and Christy says, Christy's an e-reader and, uh, Christy's wheelhouse is PG 13 equivalent of romantic comedy type books, cozy <laughs> mysteries, and anything to keep me interested, but not too excited during my 2 AM reading sessions. Um, Bria, what should Christy do? Okay. This is interesting. Cause I also, um, am a person who wakes up and reads in the middle of the night. I know you and I both are. I feel like we bonded about that when we when we first met. Um, and I wear glasses, but I never wear them in bed because I um, can still see up close. Um, but man, I don't read for four hours. That's a lot of reading. Christy is getting, Christy's getting done. Christy is getting done in the middle of the night. Um, this baby is going to be a book lover. Yeah, really. Um, but I will say, as a person who is slowly losing their nearsightedness, uh, you can ask Mallory because I um, I make the font size bigger on our shared Google Docs because I can never read. That's ex- how I know when Bria has like got into our doc. Like that's how I know when you're done with a document is when it's uh, the the font size is is bigger. Yeah, sometimes it's like an eleven point. I'm like I'm gonna get a headache from reading this shit. Um, <laughs> Too small. So, so I don't wear glasses in bed, but I do make my e-reader um, font size bigger. So I mean, I don't know how bad Christie's eyesight is though. Like, would you end up with just like one big e on the middle of the page? I don't know. Like, in order <laughs> to read it, <laughs> would it end up being just read like- it one word at a time. <laughs> um. But that's what I would say. That's what I would do for a regular book. Could you do a magnifying glass? I don't know. I was trying to think of a way, like a like a regular book. Although Chrissy does say, say um, that she's an e-reader. But um, I don't know. I was also thinking about, you remember you know those bookmarks that like magnify the words? I feel like that I used to see in my grandparents' house. Yes. I've seen those. I'm very curious about those. I actually think we should test them out for yeah, the show. Yeah. We should get some of those. But you could use that um, on the e-reader too. Um, but in e-reader, you can make the font size bigger so you don't have to wear the glasses. But this is definitely a problem if you have to wear glasses, like if you're that, um, uh, if you don't, I don't, if you can't see up close. Um, what, yeah. what do you, what do you think besides font size bigger? So Christy, besides the pregnancy thing, I get this as a fellow glasses wearer. Um, I like wearing my glasses in bed. Um, sometimes you just want to wear your glasses so you can have, I don't know, situational awareness. Um, I also agree with, with Bria jacking up the text size on your e-reader so you can read without your glasses. But again, we don't know. We don't know Christy's prescription. Yeah. We, you, <laughs> we you just, just don't know, uh, uh, how, how bad Christy's eyesight is. Um, and I, I will say I do that sometimes, um, make it really big. Um, but I, I can understand if someone wouldn't want to do that, to, like if they had to make it really, really big, cause then you're only seeing like a few words at a time. Um, it sometimes it just looks too big and it looks weird. Um, um, my, my other solution is to, for Christy to find a pillow that props Christy up enough that, um, like a pillow that props you up enough, but doesn't touch the part of your head that your glasses sit on. Like, you know, those airplane pillows that like prop your neck up, oh, I see but what you're don't go to the top of your ear. Um, you know, uh, I keep seeing those book bow, that company, um, they have these thing these little um, pillows called book beans that I keep meaning to buy for us to test on the show but like getting just one of them was like $50 or something um or like even you know go cheap and use a rolled up towel you know whatever works but I think maybe getting that kind of pillow that will help prop Christy up but not get high enough to glasses level um I'm confused that's what I do a lot I'm confused so does that mean you're holding your head up the whole time yeah with on the pillow like, like, you, like you make a pile of pillows and then... Okay. And you put it on your neck. Okay. So, yes. 
pillow and then airplane pillow or book bean or rolled up towel. So you're mostly supported. It's just the top of your ear that doesn't touch the pillow. Okay. All right. I'm going to have to try this. I, I, you're, so you're saying ear and up is floating midair. Yes. Okay. But the whole but rest of you. But it's you, held up. Like you're not, you're not using up. muscles to hold that up. It's held up by the pillow. No, 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 okay, no, no, okay. no, no. Uh, you are totally supported, but you won't like it's the, the, the key is getting that neck support. Right. It's like I sometimes I have a problem with airplane pillows because I just don't feel like they're beefy enough for me. Wow. You know, you like a beefy pillow. Yeah, I really do. I wish like I need like an airplane pillow that is like double stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like, I've never used an airplane pillow. I've tried. I think my boyfriend has one, um, but they're just too floppy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. But I'm sure people love them. I just don't. I've never used one. I know. Well. Christy, please get back to us. We're very interested as to um, what the solution for you is, whether it's a big font, bigger font, or uh, a smaller pillow. (laughs) If you want us to solve your reader problem, you can send it to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. As always, we want to thank the wonderful mods who run our Facebook group and Chrissy and Rachel who moderate our Goodreads page. Remember, if you want to buy a bunch of brand new cool-ass fucking shit in our brand new reading glasses store it's totally revamped with tons of designs uh there's a photo on our instagram of me wearing our new um libraries are fucking awesome shirt uh all designed by void merch who we adore there are tote bags shirts stickers mugs uh pillows sweatshirts all kinds of stuff we absolutely love void merch we're so happy about this collaboration uh, if you want to get yourself something cool to support reading glasses, uh, that's the place to go. If you like the show and want to rate and review us on iTunes, that's a gift that is free for us. It takes only 30 seconds, is totally free, and really makes a difference for us. It helps us reach more listeners. It helps us get more advertisers. You can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at readinggpodcast. On Instagram at readingglassespodcast. Thanks for listening and thanks, thanks for, for reading. reading.